Hey guys, this is Jess. And this is Gil. And welcome to Culture, Culture Theory. Theory. Oh, that was smooth. Yeah, real smooth. Damn, that was good. Like Vacations help. Right. Yeah. That The hairs in the back of my neck went up a little bit. You didn't shave those things? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, how are you? I'm great. Hey, I said guys, not Gil. Oh, oh okay. Wrong G. I just heard G and I got excited. He's like, me? Me. Me? Gil. Gi. 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 Because Gi in French means, well, that's Guy. how you say it, yeah. Guy. What does Yom mean? Yom? Yeah. Yom. I don't know. I feel like it's like a, a French Jewish thing. Mm. Yom. Ki yom. Yom. My family calls me Yom, by the way. Oh. Yom, vin la no. That's weird. Yom. No, that's not weird. That's cause, that's cause uh, that's appropriate for your culture. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Gil, how was your week? Uh, recovering from a injury, so yeah. I'm no longer wearing my sling. I'm feeling a lot better. Gil's so dumb. Let me tell you how dumb Gil is. <laughs> I see Gil outside, right? I rolled on the window. I was like, "Yo, Gil, what's up?" He's like, "I'm hurting." And I was like, "What happened?" It's like I had have an injury. My I. I messed up my arm real bad. It hurts. I can't really move it. I was like, damn, it just happened. No, it happened like two days ago. <laughs> well, Gil, don't you think you should probably put it in a sling or something? Yeah, I yeah, think about I, that. I just try to tough it out. And it's so weird. I, I have a weird pain tolerance. So the doctor is like, does this hurt? I mean, I guess it hurts. But it's kind of hard for me to gauge your pain. So from, a nine, from one to ten, can you gauge your pain? I can deal with it. So I'll say a one. But even though it's really bad, like I have a herniated disc and there have been points where I have to like crawl out of my car to like get inside. the house. This doesn't happen in a while, but I just have a weird pain tolerance. I don't know how to gauge pain. I hate the one to 10 because it's like, what is a 10? Mm -hmm. Is 10 like, ah, yeah. ah, or is 10 just like, wow, this is mad uncomfortable mm -hmm. right now. Like what is, you know what I mean? And then it's like. If I see like a seven or an eight, like, am I doing too much? Yeah. Am I being dramatic? You know, I hate that. Level. And I don't want all the attention on me. This guy has a 10. Yeah. You know, bring everybody. Call call Susie in. Susie, this guy has a 10. Oh, my gosh. You Susie know, comes in. Susie comes in. It's not really a 10. Yeah. It's a 9.5. <laughs> right. Next time you think you have a 10, don't. Okay. Don't call me. Don't call me. This is ridiculous. Yeah. I wasted my time. I was literally in the middle of heart surgery. Sewing something. Sewing a heart back yeah. together. Yeah. And then yeah. this guy has a, says he has a 10 and it's really a 9.5. 9.7 at best. 9.7. This is why ugh, I can't do this. I'm, You know what? I'm putting in my two weeks. <laughs> so how was your week? My week was good. Um, You know, just working. Same old, same old. Finishing some projects and um, just having a grand old time. That's good. Yeah. You know? So... So you pumping on this content? Yeah, I'm. I'm trying. Like, you I, know, I read your blog, by the way. Thank you. What do yeah, you think? I read it. I read it, and I was like, I want to buy this, but I don't know if I can make use of it because right. I've never used real skincare yeah. products, and I feel like if I do, I, it'll probably change my life. Yeah. See, the thing about skincare is it just becomes this rabbit hole. So, like. I always try to talk about affordable skincare for people because um, it's one of those things where it starts to work for you. And then like the feeling becomes like almost addictive. You're like, oh, my God, 
my skin's smoother. Oh, let's see if we can get rid of these blemishes. Okay, yeah. we got rid of these blemishes. Uh, let's see if we can get rid of the hyperpigmentation. Oh, we did that. Okay, I want to glow. I want to look like a donut. That's a thing in skincare. <laughs> Looking like a glazed donut. Krispy Kreme donuts? Like I've a seen Krispy them. Krispy Kreme donut. Yeah. That's a thing. So, yeah, you can uh, totally get into skincare and totally get into the website if you want to check it out. Holygrailsnail.com. But yeah, that's the whole point. It's like, I want you to buy it. I'm not affiliated with any of the stuff either. So like. I mean, you sort of are like this uh, Korean skincare line just shouted you out. Yeah. that Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just went into their DMs and I was telling them about how much I, I appreciated that they have a black model. And we'll get into that maybe in the bonus episode. But I was just talking about how and it, and not just because of Black History Month. Like I went back. They've been on IG for a couple of years and they have. Uh, two black models two black women that i've seen there frequently and i'll explain in the bonus episode why that's so important but yeah and and they were like wow thank you i appreciate it we try to be um you know like for the people basically and they had posted for black history month and they put a little quote from uh, the message i wrote them on their post yeah, so, so yeah I'm, I'm famous now so yeah, we're, we're famous yeah, yeah we're famous oh yeah we yeah. both had a good day that yeah, day we had a great day i did a podcast with uh travis from poddex and for me, it's, it's just a conversation I had with him. But Alex, my wife, she's like, you know, this guy has a company and a brand and he chose to speak to you on the first day of Black History Month. She's like, that's huge. You should be you should feel happy. Not You're like, the first black guy you talked to this month. <laughs> <laughs> no, but and, and the thing is, she's like, you need to realize this is like, even though it's, it's small to you, but it's, it's big because there's not that many people who he would want to like, he would want to reach out to certain people. He chose to speak to you. Right. And he, you know, you should feel happy and proud. I'm like, honored. I guess. Yeah. Honored. Right. That's the word. Honored. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this week we're going to get into our first question in our segment. Who wants to know? Who wants to know? Who wants to know? Who wants to know? Um, so this week, Corey wants to know, why do we choose to hurt ourselves when being happy is easier? I feel like with, I don't know, through the history, even with the relationships, people never really want to be happy. Right. Like even with friendships, with work, we always are going to do things that, I, do we like to feel pain so we could feel alive? Is this something unconsciously that we do? Like we always just choose the worst thing. We never pick the right thing sometimes. I feel like we just love pain. Right. We just love misery. Misery loves company. Right. We just love to just be sad and I wouldn't say depressed because depressed is this like a clinical yeah uh, verification disorder, disorder right. yeah but on some spectrums like we love to just feel low right and I don't know I don't, I don't know I, I've I've I could say I've I've been happy I've been happy several times you know with with my friends my wife with the job that I do photography content creating but then there are times where you just feel low and it's just I want to be here right. I think that a lot of people choose to be unhappy or choose a side of unhappiness for different reasons. And I really think it depends on where you're at in your life. For one, some people like to be miserable because it gets them attention. And it's it's that whole any attention is good attention to them, even if it's bad. It's good to them because attention is attention. And some people don't know how to function outside of their misery. And let me explain that really quickly. So... 
let's say that you had a horrible childhood. Not even horrible. Let's just say you had a bad childhood. Cult to, childhood? Cult childhood, even. Mm-hmm. And you were pretty sad growing up. You had a lot of issues. Um, you dealt with depression from a young Suicidal age. Suicidal thoughts, maybe? Suicidal thoughts. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you just... you're. Your baseline is low. Sounds like Gil. Yeah, sounds like Gil. He mm. sucks. Um, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so when your baseline is is that low and you, you live with it for so long, you learn how to function in that place. So you learn how to be a functioning depressed person, you know, how to get through your day, how to make it to work, um, shower, eat, whatever you have to do in your day. And um, when you start to feel happy or pleasant feelings, sometimes it feels almost as if you kind of like you're being tricked, like you can't trust those feelings because you don't know what that is. You don't know what it is at that point in your life. You know, if you've been depressed since you were six or seven and now you're almost 30 and you've experienced this whole life, someone being nice to you feels weird. And in a bad way. And you know in your head and in your heart, like you should be with somebody that treats you right and and makes you feel a certain way. But you've lived so long in that place of being sad and expecting people to treat you a certain way that it's new, it's foreign to you, this feeling, and you don't like it because you don't know what to expect. You're not used to it. So a lot of people will stay in that place because it's comfortable and it's familiar. I know how to deal with angry people. I know how to deal with people that shout at me. I know how to deal with an abusive partner. I know how to deal with people who put me down and make fun of me. And um, when someone's nice to them, that's why sometimes you'll get those people where you're like, oh, wow, you're beautiful. And they're like, oh, oh, I'm not, I'm not that pretty or okay. You know, and like, they don't know how to take a compliment because maybe they've never gotten a genuine compliment. Or maybe when someone makes a compliment, they make them feel like icky and disgusting. Like, damn, girl, you got a fat ass or you know, some weird. Those aren't really compliments, though. Like, yeah, but people, yeah. Mm-hmm. the people that give them think yeah. that they're compliments. Um, no, but a compliment, I think, would be is what's the word I'm looking for? Open. Not it's not open ended. It's just right. a statement. Right. Wow, your hair looks great today. Right. I'm not looking for anything other than that. But those guys, hey, you got a fat ass. Oh, thank you. Let's go in the background. Let's go to the back somewhere. Right. They're hoping to get that, but right. somebody just saying like, hey, hey, nice beard, bro. Oh, thanks. You're not right. hoping he gives you a blowjob. <laughs> you know, it, it's that's to me, those are compliments. You're not right. looking to get anything out of it. Right. But some people don't know how to operate outside of their sadness. Um, and, and and like I said, and then, then the other side is sometimes people are just looking for attention. Now, those aren't the only two instances yeah. um, in which people like choose to be unhappy. But but you, like like you said, we have to be able to like to see it. And this week I've I've I see it a lot. Uh, recently this week, somebody said something and I was like, you know what? That you're only saying this because you're sad. You're only, uh, it's going to sound, so I want to put this on a bonus episode because I don't want, uh, the person to hear it, but it just, when you, when you could, you could tell when somebody is miserable yeah. and they want you to get to that level. Right. If, if you're going to feed into it, you're both going to be upset and you're going to give the person exactly what they want. Right. M- more misery. Right. Yeah. So I've, I've stopped like on my own interacting with people or um, if I have friends and they you can tell like they're starting that like spiral of like, let's say some self-deprecating things or some mean things about ourselves or other people. Um, and I just like cut it off there because I'm like, you know what? I don't actually feel that way about this thing. And me I ignore just, it now right. this, this week. I, I just I just ignore it. Right. Keep it moving. Right. Exactly. Like, oh, OK, cool. And we're going to push past it because no, I don't we- reply. Yeah. <laughs> no, like oh. I, I I don't reply. I just leave it alone. Leave it on red. Oh, yeah. I reply. I just I don't feel I don't share that sentiment with yeah. you or I don't feel that way because mm. um 
why why pretend to be unhappy when you're not just because someone else is yeah. you don't have to do all that all right so i think we answered that question yeah. for you thank Thanks you for the, for the question thank you for the question on this week who wants to know and let's get into um our sponsors which is ourselves, ourselves. hey guys check us out on instagram at culture theory podcast you can also support the show at patreon.com slash culture theory. Stay updated with us on our website, culture theory podcast.com. All right. And we're back. So this week, um, in the wake of everything going on, um, money, cryptocurrency, um, stocks, et cetera, et cetera. I'm pretty sure you're all tired of hearing about that. <laughs> I am almost positive you're tired of not hearing about that. Although Dogecoin, I'm to the moon. To, to the moon. The to the moon. Uh, but this week we wanted to talk about, you know, it being Black History Month, obviously. Uh, we wanted to talk to you guys about, like, what what is the likelihood? And, and I don't even want to make this like a close-ended thing where we're just going to, like, cut it off on the podcast. I would love to hear your guys' opinion as well. So please hit us up on, you know, our Instagram at Culture Theory Podcast. Or um, email us at, at um, askculturetheory at gmail.com. We want to know, like, what is the the likelihood and the probability that, like, we could, if we decided to full on go 100% black owned, you know? And I think last year, June, when everything was going on, you know, a lot of us started making that transition to like, you know what, I'm going to start supporting black owned businesses because we saw a lot of these um, more major brands kind of you know like throw up a post or make a stupid commercial and they're like oh Amazon. this is did you see that no the michael b jordan Alexa? no i didn't it's so Ooh. dope <gasps> okay yeah. i saw I, I i saw like a part of it but i didn't see the actual commercial but you know so a lot of people are like hey you know let's let's do black owned because these companies clearly don't care about us and it was like cool and for a while like people were really trying and you know transitioning like I haven't bought a Bath and Body Works candle in a very long time. Um, I have candles from Edith from uh, ooh, excuse Flower, me, Flower Goddess. Goddess Candle Company. And I have Nestaroma um, from Nassim. And, um, you know, there's other little things here and there um, that I've like transitioned to that I don't need to go to these big corporations to go to anymore. But on the offhand, there's stuff like our food, um, mm-hmm. detergent, deodorant, toothpaste um cl- the clothes we yeah. wear and things like that like in your experience have you ever tried to go 100 percent black owned and like what were some of the roadblocks that you saw and where like you, you feel like it would become a challenge for me uh i tried going 100 percent black owned a couple of years ago but the issue that i kept running into was that some of these businesses aren't technically 100 percent black owned they either get supplied by another distributor and they're like reallocating that product and then putting their sticker on it, which is cool, but I really want to find, and I've only been able to find maybe like two, uh, maybe like three or four black owned businesses, uh, flower goddess, uh, flower goddess company, which is Edith, a good friend of ours. She makes soaps, candles, all the work, wax melts that are amazing. Uh, you have circle house coffee, which is, which is great. You know, I like going there for the ambiance. Um, there's a, there's another couple of companies. My friend Anton Finhead, who had a su- supplement line company, and I you know helped him out with that as well. You have a lot of other companies that are just traditionally 
a person who just so happened to be a person of color starting a business. But there's a lot of people who have, oh, I have a clothing line company, but I'm getting it supplied through Alibaba. And there's like some child slave workers who are doing this shirt. And I just slapped my sticker on it. That's not black owned. That's just you trying to make a quick buck. I'm talking about people who have like a shirt press companies, people who make who are making stickers. You have for one second, which is Sean and Shantae's company. They're making the design. They're like in the warehouse cutting these stickers and, and the badges on. That's different. You have. Oh, also, uh, what's her name? Essential creatives are essential. Christina, that's black owned. Like she actually doesn't do the whole. I'm going to go through this other website and then put my logo on it. Nope. She designed the shirts. She's getting the material and she's putting it on her shirts herself. That's black owned. Yeah. But it's tough to find those because you have a lot of people who are just cutting corners who are trying to do the capitalistic route by just paying somebody else to do it. And then they put their sticker on it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Which I've seen a lot of. And like, I don't want to knock anybody's income, mm-hmm. but I I really don't think that just taking a product that's already made and yeah. putting your label on it counts as like your product. No. You did not make that. You didn't take the time to Edith put it into it. Edith makes her candles. Right. She invests and makes like I've seen her do it. She she can make she makes everything. Right. She makes milk for her child. Cashew milk. She milks it. She doesn't buy anything. She makes everything. And those are the people that I want to support because I want to see more of that. I want to see that normalized. And when they do set their prices, okay, I'm paying for that because right, right. they put in the work for it. They didn't just slap a label on. Speaking of which, she makes her own labels. I'm dead ass <laughs> serious. So when she sets her prices, I'm like, I'm paying, you know, because I know she took the time to invest in it. Right. I think a major issue in like the black community as far as supporting black owned businesses is like the whole like wanting a discount or not wanting to pay full price for things. And it's like, of course, compared to a larger company that has their own distributors, like they can afford to get stuff for cheap and sell it to you for cheap, you know, like Mm -hmm. huge profit margins on this stuff. And it's still cheap for you. Um, versus, you know, going to a black owned company who has to charge you more because they're a smaller company or they're making it themselves or especially the ones that are making it themselves. Um, so a lot of people aren't interested in paying the prices. You know, some people will like um, Tribex by Rico. Like, yeah, sweet. Yeah, you know, supported him. his clothing, his clothing isn't like expensive. Like you can find something similar for cheaper. It's definitely not going to be the quality. I mean, I honestly and side note, like mm-hmm. I, I asked everyone, I'm like, hey, if you don't know what to get me for Christmas. Get me something from a black owned company. And my mother-in-law bought me a sweater from Tribex. And it was one of the, like, I had one of his old designs. So it was one of the newer ones. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a regular sweater with some stuff on it. But it's actually like quality. Yeah. Like, and I was like, damn, I don't want to pay this much for freaking pullover hooding. This hoodie for 10, this, I can get the, like the sweater for $10 yeah. at, like, you know, wherever. Um, but it was like, yo, this is like nice. And the patch was good. Like it's quality. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I feel like a lot of uh, not a jab to like the black owned businesses that I that I've encountered, but clients will typically know where to spend their money. If you if you have an Instagram page, if you have a like if you, need, you don't have a website and you don't have an email, you don't have like a, a way that an actual business can right. run. People will be like, bro, I'm going to send you this twenty dollars and you better take it because. They're not going to really take you serious, even though you're you're a black owned business, but you're a business at the end of the day. Right. Structure yourself like one. And then maybe some people would kind of pay. And this is not a jab at anybody who has a business or has like an Instagram or like a social media uh, company that they're just trying to start like the, the food trucks. Right. 
they have a look, you have a location that you park at, go on social media. Hey, I'm going to be at uh, Sample Road and Military here. Create a blog post. You do so. It does. It's not that hard. Right. When people see it, oh, cool. He's actual business. Then I, you know what? He's charging this much for some hot dogs. I'll, I'll pay for it because right. he's a business. Don't just do a, a cheesy photo with your phone and we're a business. Come here. Right. Come here and do what? You know, like conduct yourself in a business. Discuss what you're going to be providing. Discuss where you'll be at and when. And that way people will know that when they come to you, I'm going to invest my dollars and it's going to go somewhere to uh, to support this man who's starting a business versus some Joe Schmo who just has a van with a logo on it. That that's, that doesn't tell people what you do and if you can do it well. Right. And you don't have to wait until you have all these assets to have no. a business. Like I talked to when, my, when I told you my old boss who owns a photo studio, she was like, you know, this works for me because when I got into the game, this was popular. And because I'm one of the very few ones left, I, that's why I make so much money. But if you're looking to do this right now, I would not recommend it mm-hmm. because it's, it's there's a, a huge chance that you will fail. And, you know, she's like, you have to understand you do not need a storefront. To have a business. If you can do everything that you can do online and cut out all the other expenses, like that is something that you can do. You know, so you do not have to have a storefront. You do not have to have an office space. You don't have to have um, storage or whatever. Like if you can put your stuff in your garage and ship it out from there, that's fine. Like no one's saying that you need to have um, this huge production. But like I remember around that time, I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to buy start, you know, buy some clothes from a black owned brand. Um, And I could already tell the clothing was like definitely something that like they got from Alibaba or whatever. But Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I'm going to support anyway. You know, the dollars are going to a black um, owned company. And um, I hit them up and they didn't have like a website or anything. And I was like, okay, that's weird. Maybe they didn't set it up or link it to their Instagram. And I literally just like, they had to DM them to be like, hey, do you have this outfit? I had to like describe the outfit, the size I wanted. And then they like hours later, we're like, nah, we sold out. And I'm like, then why are you, like they literally just put a post up about it. Like, why are you advertising something that you don't have Mm -hmm. for the show? It was just weird. Like, and it's like, so I never went back to them ever again because it's like I first off the sound looks and sounds sketchy as well. Yes. <laughs> um, and clearly like you're not ready for this. So like I feel like a lot of um, small businesses don't take themselves seriously. And in that same breath, like I'm I'm not going to take you seriously. Either. I, I wouldn't say that they don't take themselves seriously. I feel like they didn't invest the time to learn how business operates in today's market. You can't just have a storefront. You can't just have a, a food truck and expect people to come. You have to be able to promote it. People need to understand and to know that if you're going to start something, you have to do the research. Go to another food truck. See how they operate. Take on a course. Watch YouTube videos. People just expect you to, I have a business. I have an LLC now. People are going to pay me. No. Learn how to operate your business and then people will come. And this goes to like not only black-owned businesses, but just people in general. If you're starting something, Learn how to do it. If you learn how to ride a bike on the road, learn to invest in the right bike so you can use it on the road effectively. Don't just buy it and expect, everybody should pay me now because I have a business. I have a storefront. You have no signs up, buddy. How do you, how do people going to know what you're trying to, what services you provide if you don't have a sign up, if you don't have a website, if you don't have an Instagram post, if you don't have a phone number for that business that's not attached to your cell phone. People need to know these things. And it just takes the willingness to just sit there and do their research. Right. Exactly. 
So, I mean, I but I think that's still like taking yourself seriously. Yeah, like, that, yeah, I think that is part of taking yourself seriously, because like when when you or I go into something, we don't just say, oh, well, I, I take photos. So I'm a photographer. So pay me for a consultation. Uh-huh. It's like you go out of your way to prove to people like not only do you do paid consultations, you do free videos yeah. where you have advice. Like someone hit me up the other day, actually. And they were like, hey, what's a good um, microphone for um, shooting something outside, like filming something outside? And I said, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know. I don't film outside. Mm-hmm. Like I film inside in my house and I don't. But um, he's like, oh, wait, I think actually um, your friend Gil, I think he posted a video about microphones. And I was like, he did, actually. And I said, well, just to save you some time, he's probably going to tell you a shotgun mic or the road go yeah. wireless. Yeah. And like, that's. <laughs> <laughs> the road go wireless yes <laughs> the go go they go go so yeah. um you know like it's that's dope it's yeah so it's like you know i couldn't help him but he was like oh wait actually like yo this dude you know so he's legit so of course now if he's thinking oh i want to help i want someone to help me or if i had to pay someone for a consultation i'm gonna go to gill because gill already provides us with like free information and good information. And I know he's like a trusted person to go to for this type of thing, because I see him talk about equipment all the time. And I I think we're talking about this on the previous episode. It was about um, social media equity. Yeah. And like starting a food truck business. Hey, I have an Instagram page now, 10 followers, food truck, come buy my food. Who the hell is this Swedish Irish guy who looks like a damn mob boss? You want me to buy your food? I don't know who you are. You have no history on social media. I don't know what I don't know what you've done or who you are, where you came from. But if you have videos up, photos up, oh, I see him taking pictures with clients. Oh, it looks like a family guy. What? He has a dog? That's cool. Oh, he has a, he has kids. Oh, he's a family guy who owns a business. Ah, I'm invested now. Right. But that's that's what that goes back to learning how to build a business in today's market. People right. are moved by emotion. Oh my gosh, they they did such a, they did such and such on Valentine's Day for couples. Wow, that's so dope. Oh, look at all the clients. Testimonials. People love reviews. Wow, that's interesting. Right. Going back to taking yourself serious, learning how to operate a business in today's market. You can't just buy a food truck, buy an office space and expect to make it. Right, exactly. Yeah. You have to you have to really sell people on who you are as a person, as a company. Because sometimes I don't even support people because I think their product is great. Sometimes I just support them because I love what they do for the community, for others, their mm-hmm. philosophies, and and that's something that is important for me. Like yeah. I'm a lot I'm a lot deeper than the physical product. Like you can sell me something great. Like there's a company right now, there's a Japanese skincare company, I'm not gonna call them out, but there's a Japanese skincare company, they're very xenophobic. And their CEO has made racist comments about literally any, not just non-Asians, but like non-Japanese people. And, um, you know, it got everyone caught wind and we're like, yeah, we're not supporting you anymore because your products are amazing. These are best selling products around the world. But if this is how you feel about the people that are using your products, then I don't want to be a part of that because you're you're interested in taking my dollar, but you wouldn't you don't respect me as a as a consumer of your product. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's bad. Oh, oh God, skincare is full of that. But you have to be like a company that people want to come to, that want to be a part of, not just, oh, here's a product, this product's cool. Like, who are you as a person? Like, we want to get to know the person behind it because a lot of the stuff is very scandalous, you know? A lot of people get exposed and it sucks. But if you're you're not going to be a good business person and take yourself seriously, again, if this is something that is important that 
is your livelihood and it's supposed to mean so much to you and you don't take it seriously. Why would a complete stranger take something that you're not taking seriously seriously? Yeah, makes sense. Right. So, I mean, I mean, that's that's all I got. I mean, do I think it's possible for us to be able to do 100 percent black owned right now? I don't think so. Like fully and truly, honestly, like, yeah, we could find a black owned farm to get food from and we could find a black owned skincare company to get a deodorant face wash and this and that but unfortunately everything doesn't work for everyone for one um so with the percentage of people that actually make all of these things combined with the you know the percentage of people that can actually use all this stuff i don't think right now it could happen but i do think that in the Maybe in our lifetime, we could definitely see where we can go to a, a 100% black-owned grocery store or farm and, and give our kids that experience. I just think it's it's sad, but it's still kind of niche right now. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I agree. Yeah. All right. So thank you for listening to this episode of Culture Theory. If you want to find us, don't forget that you can check us out on the socials, okay? You can check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash culture theory. And if you guys don't want to support financially, that is a-okay. All we ask that you do is share. Share our posts, share our episodes, wherever you get your podcasts. Let people know, get the word out. Um, You know, we don't make money off of you just listening. We definitely make money off of you, you know, spreading the word around, you know, people that want to sponsor, you know, they go, hey. Do people actually give a damn about what you're saying? Yeah. Spread, us, like, spread it? us like peanut butter on toast. Just even spread it out. Right. Or if you're gluten intolerant, peanut butter on celery. Because <laughs> like, oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, so um, if you want to support the show, you can definitely do so at patreon.com slash culture theory. Just like our Patreon patrons. Yeah, Joy J. Pizzy. Vic Peck. Kenneth Collins. Alberto Glover. Antonio McFadgen. Gadalia Dormius. My mom. Ashley. Anton. Sean J. Hudson. Willie Reese. And Julius, Julius Jordan. Jordan. A huge thank you to our Patreon theorists for supporting the show. You guys are the bomb.com. Y'all are the bomb diggity. Y'all are the bee's knees. You hit, you slap. All that. that. All right, guys. Thank you again for supporting the show. If you'd like to talk to us on the social media. And hey, if you were like, hey, y'all are absolutely wrong. You know, I can tell you 10 places right now where you can just change your entire everything to black owned. Send it to us. You know, you can DM us, tag us in their Instagram pages if they have one. Um, Just send those over to Culture Theory Podcast on Instagram. And now we have a Facebook. So if you're on Facebook still for those people out there. culture theory podcast you know check us out let us know we would love to support we definitely love giving our our hard-earned dollars to black businesses that are really out there doing their thing and um just send this our way any other closing words gil no just continually continue listening supporting us um like just share 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 share. and if you have any critiques any suggestions any questions you guys want us to talk about on the podcast let us know and if you want to be a guest uh, hit us up if you have some something interesting to bring to the table. Yes, I'm, don't just come on here to hang out. This is yeah. not a. This is a job. This yeah. isn't. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. just want to be on there, y'all. I want to chill. You know what I'm saying?
Yeah, we don't do that here. I should have asked the guy that I saw at Walgreens today who got fired in front of me. <gasps> should have asked him to come on the podcast. <laughs> you ain't doing nothing. Yeah, he's not doing anything. <laughs> All right, guys. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.